CCFM 107.5. Hello everybody, how nice to be with you again. This is Helen Phillips and you're listening to your missions program Going Global. And today we are sort of going global. We're chatting to Dr. Des Rose, who's been to the States and in fact he even talks like a, a US guy. And he, my husband calls him the Hallelujah Cowboy, because he always wears a cowboy hat. So welcome, Des, to the uh, program. Thank you so much for coming in. Helen, it's a hallelujah to be here again. <laughs> Believe me, it's so good to see you back, back on the air and, um, and interviewing. So it's really, really, really good to be here. <laughs> Thank you, Des. Now, we chatted about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Remember we had coffee in, where was it, Bergfried, somewhere over there? Yeah, it was and there, the bakery, the bakery yeah, coffee shop. That's yeah. right. It was lovely. But now, I'm sure a lot of the listeners don't know your story of how you got to know the Lord Jesus as your personal saviour. Tell us, because that is always the exciting part of a person's life, is how they met the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. You shall overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the the word word of your testimony. The most powerful piece of dynamite you've got in your words of a testimony, Uh telling people. Um, Born in 1952, so Uh it makes me 68 if you're calculating out there. I'm 68 today. Grew up in the... No, not today. Not today. I mean, I'm just saying today. (laughs) Uh, 3rd of August, if you want to know. (laughs) So it's still a ways away. Then I'll be 69. But anyway, um, what happened was uh, born in to a Christian family. Right. And uh, a Pentecostal family. Okay. And um, we... That's where uh, you got the hallelujah from. um, Yeah, that that was the hallelujah. But the hallelujah came with the book. Okay. With the book. So we'll get get to that. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, raised in the Assemblies of God Church in a little town, yeah, in the Free State, uh, Virginia, Free State. We weren't missionaries. My dad, uh, we were South Africans. I've lived in the United States for 30 years now. Uh-huh. And I have been coming back to South Africa now for the past, this will be the 11th year, okay. with a message that is about to shake South Africa Great. and the nations. Okay. And it's amazing. We'll get to that, I'm sure. Oh. But anyway, um, raised in the Assemblies of God, and I remember as a little child, I'd be scooting around under the uh, uh, on the parquet flooring. For those of you who don't know what par- parquet flooring is, it's little wooden blocks, floors, wooden floors, and they're highly polished, so a kid can really skid around under the pews while church is going on. And uh, one lady years later told me, she said she saw me scooting around underneath the, the pews and that. And um, she said uh, to me in Afrikaans, she said, yep, this American can speak Afrikaans. Um, said um, the Holy Spirit spoke to her when she thought I was just being naughty over there. And uh, spoke to her and said, um, um, he's going to be in the ministry one day. Wow. And she said, uh, and here is ye, honor the bunker. And you're trying to scoot out from honor heilige geest. So, yes, called as an early age. I remember giving my life to the Lord when I was seven uh-huh. uh, in, a, in, a, in a church, in the, in the service. A, a revival, a, an evangelist was there preaching, and I ran up to the front and accepted Jesus. Uh-huh. But I, all my friends were in the world. So, uh-huh. as I grew up, I eventually backslid. 
you get drawn away by your friends. Drawn and away. And as a teenager, drawn you want away. to be part of the gang. That's right. You want to be part of the gang. You mm. want to be part of the party people and yeah. etc. and so on. And as I got to 16, when I was 12, I was already um, um, sipping, sipping uh, alcohol when uh-huh. I was 12. And then eventually at 16, after Standard 8, I left. Uh, uh, now, I went to Senate 9. Yes, I did fail Senate 9. So I want to give this as an encouragement to somebody. When you're doing your own thing, sometimes things don't work out. Uh-huh. But when you come back to the Lord years later, he took me through my doctorate. Right. So I did get my matric when I did an apprenticeship as an electrician. Okay. I like power. <laughs> And, and now it's Holy Spirit And power, now it's Holy electric. Spirit power. <laughs> Amen. That's a dunamis. That's dynamite power. Right. So, no, it's nice to be, uh, how can I say, it's, 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 an honor, it's an honor to be filled with the power of God. Because it's the same power, Helen, that raised Jesus from the dead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that same power is in us. And that's Jesus' mantle that fell on the day of Pentecost. Uh-huh. And his mantle is so big that it, uh-huh. encovers, it, it, it covers the entire world and to whosoever shall call upon him but will receive it, that mantle. What is yes. exciting, Des, it's not only a mantle above us, it is Christ in, in us. us. That's exciting. In us, yes. Well, we can't get away from him. Yes, inside. in us, uh-huh. in us, sealed uh-huh. with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So anyway, I backslid. I was, I, I, I was gone from the Lord. I was smoking, drinking, partying. And um, uh, got married uh, years later. But I want to say this to the, 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 the parents out there that have got, and grandparents that have grandchildren that are not serving the Lord. They were raised in the church. I want you to know that God is married to the backslider. Uh-huh. We, I let go of the Lord. Uh-huh. I let go. But he never let go. He, he had me. He you. had me. And I knew that one day the Holy Spirit will work with me, and he did. Uh-huh. And that was in 1979. But okay. I used to drink 24-7, 365. Wow. I was a real alcoholic. I liked, oh, really? I liked booze. Okay? okay. But I also want to say this. The new wine is so much better. <laughs> and that is Jesus. The new wine. The new wine is so much better. And I want to tell, uh, tell uh, people this as well. When I came back in 1979 uh, to the Lord, I had made a commitment to follow Jesus. I went and rededicated my life to the Lord. I believe you are born once. Okay. You're born once. You backslide. The Lord brings you back. He never lets go. He will bring you back. He'll give you an opportunity to come back. And you, you, you repent of your sins. Right. You repent. And I repented. And that was October the 13th, 1979. Okay. When this, uh, no, the, October the 13th was when I set free. This was October the 7th. Okay. 5th, 6th, the 7th. It was a Sunday. Okay. 79, when I rededicated my life to the Lord in a little Assemblies of God church in Virginia. Okay. And then on the 13th, I was still messing with alcohol and cigarettes and so on. And I was sitting at the bar and I said to the Lord, this alcohol and cigarettes has got me bound. I uh-huh. am bound. This stuff has got me. Mm. And usually I would start with three beers and then from there I would go on to Captain Morgan's and Apple Goodness Kaiser. Goodness me. Okay. And you've still got a liver, Des. I've still got a liver. <laughs> that God would protect you. And I sat there that night and usually, Helen, when I 
uh, when I started drinking, I became a social smoker. So I'd smoke, but yeah. I'd chain smoke from one smoke onto the next, onto the next, and so on. And then it would go all night. My wife would go to bed. She'd, she'd be in bed. I'd come home at 2, 3 in the morning. Sometimes I'd go straight to work. So uh, uh, it, 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 was, it was horrendous, uh, the, the life I was living. I didn't realize how many people I was affecting, my parents and et cetera and so on. And um, what happened was in the bar on October the 13th, 1979, I said to the Lord, this stuff's got me bound. But I had started reading this book, the Bible. Wow. I yeah. started reading this, the Bible. And the scripture says that the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance everything he has taught you. All right. While sitting in the bar and my brain was like a turmoil, uh-huh. suddenly the turmoil in my brain sort of, it was like the Red Sea. The turmoil parted and a scripture came through to me and said, the scripture said this to me, if the sun sets you free, you you're are free, free indeed. 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 Right. No shadow of a doubt. And I sat there and I thought, and I thought and I pondered this. And I pondered. It's good to ponder the word, brothers and sisters out there. Ponder yeah. the word. Sometimes you'll, the Lord will give you such an insight that you'll go, oh, wow. Well, I had that moment where I'd been pondering the scripture. If the sun sets you free, and I was sitting on a bar stool. My hands underneath the, the, the counter were uh, uh, folded, uh, well, I crossed them like I'm bound, and my feet, my legs, I crossed them like I was bound on the bar stool by this alcohol and cigarettes Aye. and partying. I was a real party animal. Ah. And uh, when the Lord gave me that scripture, I, I sat there and I thought about it and I thought about it. If the sun, if the sun has set you free, you're free indeed. And I, eventually the light went on and I went, Jesus died on the cross, and when he said to tell us die, it is finished. It was finished. Right. It was done. Yeah. And I've accepted him as my savior, and my sin is done. It's gone. It's under the blood. I am free. But yeah. the enemy was trying to con me yeah. that I was still bound by this, this, this alcohol, uh, wine, woman, and song. Okay. <laughs> And I realized I was free, and suddenly my hands went up into the air, my legs flew out, I jumped off the stool of the bar, Uh and I started shouting at the bar, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, and I walked out, and all my drinking buddies and the women that were there all looked at this and said, I wonder what happened to him. He's (laughs) apparently free, free. But I was free that night, October the 13th, 1979, (laughs) I was set free from... Alcohol, partying, cigarettes, Uh and whatever goes with that lifestyle. Uh I was set free. It was so phenomenal what happened was, you know, a bar is the the world's church. You've got the pulpit there, the bar. The bar counter is the pulpit. You've Uh got the preacher, the the barman or the bar lady, Uh and you've got the spirits. The spirits are there. You can drink (laughs) from them any time, okay? And they've got the congregation. All the boozers are there. And that happened to me. I was set free completely from that lifestyle. I wasn't in the bar anymore. Uh I was in church. Every time the bar opened, I was always in the bar. Now I was in the church every time the church opened because the new wine is better. 
and he set me free in the bar. I didn't have to have AA. I didn't have to go to AA for alcoholism. Uh-huh. I didn't have to get myself the nicotine patch. Uh-huh. Okay. And I didn't have to f- force myself and have to be sent away to keep away from the bar and that. I was free. And right. I walked out there that day. I was free. Don't let people con you that you are still bound. You need deliverance and so on. Yes, some of you really do. All right. Uh, and I'm going to make a statement. Yeah, sometimes we have to cast the Christian out of the demon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave. <laughs> and as a pastor, I've had to sometimes look at this and say to myself, we need to cast the, the Christian out of this demon that's in this person. Oh, All right? really? But we know it goes the other way. The demon is to get cast out. Yeah. But I want you to know I was set free. I didn't have to have any of those things. And I was now in church. Three months later, my wife, Anne, came to know Christ because she couldn't believe this. She couldn't believe it. I want to encourage moms, dads. I want to encourage uh, grandparents, great-grandparents about their grandchildren and children that are are not serving the Lord because as a pastor, my children were raised in the church Uh and they became typical PKs, preacher's kids. Uh-huh. And they were doing the partying and the and the, the drinking and etc. and so on. And eventually one day I just I just wept before the Lord. I'd walked into a situation at my son's house and I saw something happening there and I went, Oh my goodness, this can't be can't be happening. Thirty one. I want you to take the uh, write this down. Jeremiah thirty one sixteen and seventeen. I know there's people out there listening. It was five o'clock in the morning in Missouri on the farm. I'd been weeping the whole weekend of where my children were, what I'd seen, and I said, "Lord, they are going to hell in a handbasket. They, if you came today, they wouldn't be there." And I was weeping and weeping, and I was getting ready to go for out for the day, and I, I was sitting at the back. I haven't been a rich preacher. I was living in a double wide. And and what happened was I was at a barrel, uh, uh, like a roll, a reel that carries electrical cables. That was my table okay. on the back deck and so on. And I read this scripture. This scripture uh, came in. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. Who's they? They will. They will return. So there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. Oh, that's wonderful. And I want you to know, brothers and sisters out there, there's that hope. I've broken bread with you today. I was a backslidden kid, came back to the Lord. My dad handed me over. He said, I'm not praying anymore for you. And every time, Lord, I pray for him, he gets worse. He gets worse. <laughs> and he handed it over. And two weeks later, I knocked on his window at about 12 o'clock that night. I'd come from a missionary uh, David Hunter, a Canadian missionary that was in Virginia at the church. And uh, I'd come from his house at nine, twelve o'clock. I knocked on my dad's window and said, Dad, I just want you to know if I've given my life back to the Lord. Wonderful. Set free. Wonderful. Completely. In Wonderful. Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Let's have a break. Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll have a break, dear, so that you can go on with your story. Because it's exciting. Amen. This is your missions program, Going Global. I'm Helen Phillips, and of course, you're listening to CCFM Radio. And this is the radio station that changes lives for good. And we're chatting to Dr. Des Rose, and he's telling us how God has changed him. And it's very exciting. Okay, Des, you were talking about 
praying for your children. Tell us what happened. Well, when when that morning when I was uh, um, weeping out there, I was weeping. I mean, weeping. When I I didn't even know if the Lord was there, Helen. Uh-huh. So what happened was. I, I just thought I better open, and it was this Bible. Okay. I better open this Bible and and have a look. Maybe there's something. Okay. And I just opened it up, and it opened up at Jeremiah thirty-one, sixteen, and seventeen. And you know, it it, it jumps out at you, doesn't it? it? Well, it the gets thing black. The thing that jumped out at me was, stop your weeping and crying. And okay. I went, huh? The Lord's yeah, He's seen me weeping and crying, yeah. Right. And then I. I, I you know, I've been crying so hard or crying so profusely that yeah. even my glasses had, had, had tears on them. Okay. So I dried my tears. I thought I was seeing things. Dried my, <laughs> dried my glasses, put them back on. And I looked at that and it said, stop your weeping and crying for your, your, your work will be rewarded. Your work. What is the work that we've done? What is the work that we've done? What is the work? And I thought the work, my work will be rewarded. What is the work? So what what happened was I um um I what's the name I um uh, thought about that and I, I I thought I know the work I know it I know what the work is when Jesus was teaching the religious leaders came to him and they said this what is the work that God wants us to do so that we can attain eternal life and he said believe in me Exactly. Wow. So exactly. That is the work. That is the work. And I want to encourage all of you out there that he said, believe in me. He is, he's done the work for us. He's done it complete, complete. And I thought about that, the work. It's because I believed on him who has called me. And then he goes further in those scriptures and he says, they are in the land of the enemy. Uh-huh. And I thought, who's they are in the land of enemy? Yes, I know I've been weeping over the kids. But then he specifically says there, your children, he says there's hope, there's a reward and so on as well. Examine those scriptures. And he says, uh, uh, your hope will be your children will return to, the, uh, to their land. Uh-huh. And I knew right there that they are coming back. They are going to come back to the land. And should I die and pass from this world and they still in their sins and iniquity, they will be there. It's a promise he gave me. So I stopped praying for my children. And what you did was you gave thanks and glory to God for their salvation. That is correct. I worshipped. I remember I walked into my son's house after I got this word. And he was coming down the stairs with a glass of booze in his hand. Spirit, you know, like a, like a brandy or a rum or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I used to go to use his Wi-Fi, okay, because we lived on a farm. And you, uh, <laughs> brothers and sisters, you guys can remember when you had the old dial-up and it would go, and so on, before you even locked on to the internet. And yeah. then when you got locked on to the internet, yes, I'm dating myself right now, but it, when you got locked on to the internet and you had... 14.4 kilobytes per second. Oh, my goodness. You were riding the crest of the wave. And here we are in megabytes now. I mean, hundreds of megabytes per second. So, yes, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. But, but uh, um, I, was, I, was, I, 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 I went there to, to use his, his Wi-Fi because he had the fast Wi-Fi. 
And uh, I saw him and I looked at him and I lifted my hands up. I didn't condemn him. Brothers and sisters, and I weet jylle daar en jylle luister, hou op om my bybel oor jou kinderse koppe te klap. Ja, hierdie Amerikaner kan Afrikaans gesels, nee? Yeah. So, stop beating them up. Stop beating them up. You are not going to save your children. You don't have the power or the authority. You can't even pray them into heaven because you are trying to do the work of God. Uh-huh. And I remember my dad said once, and I think I, I mentioned this earlier, that I got so frustrated with De- Desmond because the, the, the more I prayed for him, the worse he got. He started drinking. He started going bad. He was getting terrible. And he said, I just stood there one night and I just said to the Lord, I'm not praying for him anymore. I'm not praying for him. And my dad sat down, spiritually stopped praying. He went and rested and was frustrated in that. He sat down, so to speak. And God said, okay, I will now stand up and I will show you what I can do. Two weeks later, I was knocking on his window and saying, Dad, I've rededicated my life to the Lord. Wonderful. To the Lord. Wonderful. And this is what I did with the children as well. I started praising for them. My son, when I saw him coming down those stairs, I looked up toward heaven and I said, Hallelujah, the Lord has told me, you're coming home, brother. <laughs> and I went and carried on doing my work. He stood there and nearly swallowed his glass of uh, a cool drink, a cool drink of booze. And he didn't know what to do. He just, oh, well, dad's on some sort of something there. Yeah, something sort of. But he came back to the Lord. I sat down and started praising because of the promises I had received. Right. And he got involved. God stood up and got involved. So, brothers and sisters, I've given you a word here. Start praising him now. Praise him. Praise (laughs) him. And sit down and let God do the work with your families. Okay. Now, Des, that's an exciting story. Now, how did you get to the States? Oh. Was, was this with your children in South Africa or in the States? Say that again? Were you talking about going to visit your son? Was this in South Africa? No, this was, we were already in the States. Oh, you were already, we were already in the in States. The States yeah. Why did you go to the States? Well, uh, uh, I didn't immigrate. I didn't leave South Africa. I didn't walk away from the, my, 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 uh, my roots at all. Uh, when I came to the Lord in 79... Reinhard Bonnke was being raised up as an evangelist in Masiru. That's right. He was a German. That's right. And we he, all was, know he was in Masiru. And you know, for those preachers out there that are struggling and you've only had one convert in, in seven years, Reinhard Bonnke, he had one convert in seven years. And eventually he decided he just can't do this. Uh, he's going to get an evangelist in. He's going to rent a stadium there in Masiru. And he's going to have this American come in and preach the gospel. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, the evangelist and that arrived in Masiru. And um, his interpreter, remember the one convert? He becomes Reinhardt's interpreter. The Sunday comes for the meeting to start this big crusade in Masiru. And what happens with Reinhard Bonnke is he sits there and they wait. But now the Africans, they know how to sing. Oh, yeah, they, they can do. worship. Shall and be. they were worshiping and worshiping and worshiping. And Reinhard Bonnke is looking at his watch. But this evangelist, American evangelist, is not showing up. So he decides, you know what? I don't know what's happening here. I don't know where this guy is. But the next thing, a young child comes to Reinhard Bonnke at the platform with a little note. 
And uh, Reinhard is sitting there. He, he keeps the worship uh, going for the people. He tells the worship leader to keep it going. They keep going. And uh, Reinhard Bonnke reads the note. And the little note says, um, When I woke up this morning and was spending time, this is from the evangelist, uh, he says, With the Lord, the Lord told me to leave and go home. You are to do the service. And Reinhard Bonnke that morning stood up, started preaching, and his convert, whom he had discipled, in the word of God, became his interpreter. Uh-huh. And they started preaching. Well, Reinhard Bonnke came to Valcom to do a crusade. That's right. And I went to Valcom. Uh, well, I was in Virginia. I went to the crusade in Tabong. Okay. And I think it was a tent that seated something like uh, a thousand people. Right. Okay. I think it was about a thousand people. It might have been 3,000. And I remember it was packed. And I remember, too, on a Thursday night, he would have the Hallelujah Night. Okay. okay. <laughs> there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened was, Reinhard Bonnke, my dad, was in the clothing industry. He was uh, uh, an out- outfitter. Uh, to- today, men, men you, you call them uh, men's stores over here now, but in those days it was outfitters, outfitters high-class suits, shirts, tie, everything men's wear, men's apparel. Okay, and and he he carried the best, and he said to and his ministry, my dad's ministry was to clothe the men of God, so he would put them in suits, shirts, ties, shoes, whatever they needed at no charge. Do you know, dear, that that particular incident where your dad gave the suit to Ronald Bonkey is in his book? It's absolutely wonderful. When I read this book, I thought, that's dead. There's his father. That's my dad. Yeah, Wonderful. That's my dad. So it's and amazing was, how you all click together. And that's how I got to meet Ronald Bonke. Yeah. Because getting close to the men of God is difficult. But he had a fundraising. They were busy raising funds. The businessmen, the Christian uh-huh. businessmen in the town were raising funds for Ronald Bonke to get him going. Okay. Uh-huh. And I got hold of Ronald Bonke at this fundraiser that Saturday morning. I said to him, you and your interpreter need to come to the shop. In okay. Valcom, we had a, another outlet there. Okay. And he came there that morning, and we clothed him. And okay. then when I had Reinhard Bonnke's ear, so to speak, yeah. I said, of course, it was a call on my life. Okay. My parents just wanted me to come back to the Lord. Right. But the Lord has a sense of humor. Okay. He brings you back, but then he calls you into ministry. <laughs> and the, yeah. my parents saw there's a call on my life into ministry. Uh-huh. And I told my dad that uh, I'm most probably going to go into ministry because all I wanted was Jesus. All I wanted was the Word of God. Okay. And so, but Reinhard Bonnke came in. I had his ear and I said to him, Reinhard, I would like to work with you like a Paul Timothy. Okay. I'll be Timothy. You be Paul. Uh-huh. And you teach me evangelism. I love it. I do evangelism. I was doing evangelism in townships and etc. at that uh-huh. time. And uh, Reinhard Bonnke looked at me and he said, you, in his, his Greek accent, I can't really imitate it. Uh-huh. You go and study. <laughs> go and study, I thought. Go and study. I don't want to study. I wasn't a student. I'm not a student. Go and study. I said, where? He said, in America. I said, ah, no problem. I said, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. And he looked at me and he said, if God guides, he provides. Okay. If he guides, he provides. Uh-huh. You know, one day I was looking at that word. If God guides, he provides. My name is Des. Uh-huh. He guides, G-U-I. D-E-S. Yes, My quite name's right. there. Uh, and he provides. Also D-E-S. <laughs> and I went, the Lord is my provider and uh, he is my guider. Okay. Uh, so when the Lord called me into ministry, go to the United States, he became my father. 
Okay. And Helen, it's been a miracle walk with okay. the Lord. Provision. I don't walk with my hat out, uh-huh. collecting money or anything like that from people. I don't ask people for money because Father said to me, that's the capital F Father, uh-huh. said to me, Jesus said, we've got one Father. My, my, my genealogical dad is my dad. Right. I only have one Father. Okay. So I always refer to my dad as my dad. Okay. And my Father in heaven has provided. He said, you'll only ask me. And okay. he has provided. Okay. So it's been amazing. Well, we've got not much time before we have the next break. So I want you to quickly tell us that you studied in the States. Now you stayed there. What were you doing there? I went over on a, a student visa. Okay. On a student visa. My wife was on an F2 visa, which means she cannot work in the United States. So F1, okay. I was on an F1 visa to the United okay. States at that time. And that allowed me to work on campus, only on campus. Okay. okay. Now, there were school bills to pay, there was rent to pay, there was all of this to pay, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The first time, there were tw- twice I went to America okay. to, start, to finish my studies. The first time I went to start the studies, okay. my dad, my dad uh-huh. was the one who supplied my, all my needs. Okay. Then after a year and a half, we came back to South Africa because there was a situation that happened in the family that we needed to be back and get my mom sorted. Okay. We got my mom sorted, but the call to go back and finish the studies never left me. Okay. It wouldn't leave me. Right. And I said to the Lord one day, I said, all right, Lord, when, when, when the time comes, you're going you're gonna to have to take me back, but I don't know how I'm going to do it because my dad had removed himself from the situation. So he wasn't there as a resource anymore. Okay. And that's when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I will become your father now okay. and I will take care of everything. Okay. So the second time we went back, that was the, the Holy Spirit that took us back and he provided everything and he took me right up to the doctoral level he Uh provided for the children he provided and money money does not motivate me okay god is my source okay amen hallelujah (laughs) right let's have some music and then the end of your story must come next This is your missions program going global. I'm Helen Phillips, and it's so lovely to be with you again. I'm chatting to Dr. Des Rose, and as you heard with Des, he is the Hallelujah Cowboy. He's from the States, and he's a Hallelujah preacher. So Des has been telling us his testimony, but now I want to know how he came back to South Africa and why. Tell us, Des. That'll be a pleasure. Now, I know many of you in the body of Christ out there and all the Christians in South Africa and in, the, in, in, in our local neighborhoods here right. um, in the Cape Peninsula and Western Cape. I don't know how far this uh, radio broadcast goes uh, over the air. As far as Atlantis. But it, but, it, but it does go on the Internet around the world. That's you right. can be. So whoever's listening out there, I want you to know that um, um, the God of the Bible is true. That is the best source, that is the only source that you can turn to, to find life and to find it more abundantly. In uh, 2009, Helen, just to recap. Right. In 2009, the Lord, now I've done 40-day fasts, just water, not, not the fast where you... 
where you, you eat all night and then you fast for the day, you know. Okay. 40-day fast, water only for 40 wow, days. Okay. And then there's been another fast I've done. I've done three 40-day fasts. Okay. The first one was on water that the Lord led me on. Yeah. Third day into the fast, a flap, it felt like a flap was over my mouth. Oh, you and couldn't I, have anything. I never had, I wasn't hungry at all. Wow. In those 40 days. Just mm -hmm. drank water. Mm -hmm. And then the other, the others two have been anything, coke, tea, coffee, etc. You get all these authors out there that write things and so on about fasts and that. Um, um, I haven't adhered to any of that. The Holy Spirit has always led me. Right. Even to the breaking of the fast. We've oh, okay. eaten solids right after the 40-day fast. Oh, okay. Not, not the... Uh, the, 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 Easing the, yourself into what it. Is that, what is that um, broth, the chicken broth? <laughs> when my wife gave, when Anne gave that to me, I said to her, where's the meat? <laughs> she said, there is no meat. You've just gone on a fast. You need to be drinking liquids. I said, I can't do that. And I broke the fast with uh, bread, coffee, eggs, banana, okay. etc. But and, and what was the result of your fast? The result of the fast, nothing. Oh. All those 40-day fasts was nothing. Other guys have a 40-day fast and boom, the ministries open up the book sale and they get millions. I wrote a book and the Lord said to me, give it away. Okay. Give it away. He said, you do not sell it. Freely you have received, freely give. It was a, a, it's not my book. It's the Holy Spirit's book. That right. He had me write. Right. And uh, after, a, after a situation, you'll read about it in the book. The book is available on the internet. Uh, you can go to Facebook, uh, Dr. Dares. Um, or uh, Love Africa Ministries, Dr. Desmond Rose Ministries on Facebook, and you can download the book there free. It's freely available. I also want you to know that this book that was never published has gone international, and it was confirmed by a Jewish guy from, from Israel. And he said to me, this book has gone international. Randy Clark did research on the book, and they said the person to speak to is Desmond Rose. Okay. And I know there's others that have complimented this as well. Right. But in 2009, the Lord led me to the greatest discovery I've ever had. We are uh -huh. standing in the end times. We are uh -huh. standing at the greatest end time harvest ever. Right. This is the time that the number of the Gentiles are going to come in. Right. And then what is going to happen, the rapture of the church will happen. Okay. The, the Lord will remove the bride. Okay. God is not going to take the bride through the great tribulation or the days of wrath where God is pouring out his judgments on this world in the seven years. He's not going to bring war against, his, how did John Hagee say it? He's not going to beat up the bride, Jesus' <laughs> bride. He's taking her out. We're going to a wedding banquet. Okay. So that's where we're headed. So I wrote, the Lord had me write this book. Uh -huh. And it's called Write the Vision. Make okay. a plane on tablets. Habakkuk 2.2. Uh -huh. Right, yeah. right. So, and then you came back to South Africa to spread the news that there was, we were in the end times. Is that right? Right. 2011, 2011, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going back to South Africa. And I knew that. I just had it in my, in my heart that the, the, things were changing. And uh, I came back by myself and, mm. and was good with that. There's no problem there. Uh. And did come back for two years. Uh -huh. But she ended up with cancer and went back to America. And she's been, she's fifth, five years now cancer-free. Wow, that's good. But she's good. been going through all the tests and et cetera. And, and they, they, we've been married 47 years. Wow, so, that's I mean, a long time. There's no problem. 46 years, I think. Uh -huh. I think you know, us men, we always mess up on the dates. <laughs> but anyway, we've been married. And uh, she, she's a, a strong supporter of, of what, where I'm at right now. And so okay. what the Lord's been doing. So what is the Lord doing in your life right now? Okay. When the, when, when the Lord brought me back with a book he said there's going to be three things that happen 
three phases. You're going to go back to South Africa, to the town that you came out of, Virginia, and uh, the, 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 the block of flats that I lived in, when me and Anne got married, there was a, he said, you'll buy a flat back there. You'll buy a flat, okay? So I said, all right, Lord, I don't have the finances for that, but I'm going to be like Mary, not like John, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Zachariah, where he doubted the, uh, Gabriel when he said his wife will have a child, and it was Tom Geslan, yeah. it was mute for uh, nine months, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to be like Mary. I always like Mary. Mm. Uh, Lord, whatsoever thou say, so be it unto me. Mm-hmm. When the Lord said to me, you'll, you'll buy a flat, I said, okay. The second thing he said, you'll go to Cape Town. Okay. Uh, no, you'll get the word of the book out. Second thing was you'll, you'll, you'll take the message out all over South Africa. Mm-hmm. Get it out to the churches. Mm-hmm. So I went to the churches as well, did that. And then the third phase was you'll go to Cape Town. You'll live in Cape Town. So anyway, what happened was... When, I got, when, when, when the Lord brought me back to um, um, Virginia in South Africa in 2011, my dad had passed on. And my dad left me a little bit of money in, my, um, uh, in, in the uh, will. And it was enough money to buy the flat that uh, the Lord had told me to buy. And I said to the Lord, when I had the title in my hand, he said to me, um, I, said, I, I said to the Lord, I said, Father, what do you want me to do with this? What, what, what is it? He said, prepare it for your bride and put the best in. And I thought, ooh, I'm walking out a prophetic word here, preparing a place for the bride. Jesus went to go and prepare a place for his bride. Okay. Um, to, to end that, it took seven years to get that flat done. Seven years, seven is completion. And that happened in 2019. Then in the, uh, the other thing too, he said, take the word. The second phase was during that fixing, there were times I would only fix a certain thing. The Lord would only have the money brought in for the repairs or the, 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 I gutted that whole flat and then redid it. Every year the Lord had me do a project on it, it took seven years. Then during that time when I wasn't there, I was out going to the churches. I've been to Catholics, I've been to the Catholic Church, uh, uh, all denominations. Do you preach in the churches days? Uh, some people do invite me to come and share the book, and that I have yeah. done. I've okay. done that many places around the country. Okay. But I, uh, basically, I went to the, the pastors, the leadership, to tell them to prepare for this, okay, for this harvest that was coming. Okay? Some pastors said to me, we don't believe in it. So I took the book back, and I said, obviously, you don't need this book, so I'll pass it on to somebody else, okay. <laughs> and so on. And then the third phase was, I'll move to Cape Town, I'll come to Cape Town. Um, in 2019, the Lord confirmed to me that the book had gone international, okay. not just across South Africa, it's gone international. And that was confirmed by Randy Clark and this Jewish uh, man okay. that contacted me. And then also the, 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 the Hebrew, that contact, the Israeli that contacted me said, I'm supposed to be in Cape Town to head up this harvest. And I said, I'm not that. I'm just a voice in the wilderness declaring, prepare the way of the Lord okay. and this great harvest that's coming. Okay. The Lord hasn't ever told me that I would be the one who heads us up. Yeah. And I, I want to say this here and just put this in here yeah, because it's going to be God himself, the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest uh-huh. is going to do this. This is the, the, the scripture the Lord gave me while I was writing the book, when the Lord had me writing the book. Okay. And this is in Ezekiel chapter 20, mm. verses uh, 45 through 47 or even 49 it says the word of the lord came to me son of man set your face toward the south all right i'm in the south okay preach against the south and prophesy against the forests of the south land say to the southern forest hear the word of the lord this is what the sovereign lord says i'm about to set fire to you 
and it will consume all your trees, both green and dry. Those who are green and those who are dry. The people that are struggling along in the church and etc. dry. The forest is people because they've got ears. They're listening. Remember the man that Jesus healed? He saw men were walking around like forests. Mm, like okay? trees. Yes, mm. like trees. The blazing flame, he says, will not be quenched. And every, every face from south to north, southern continent, southern hemisphere to the northern hemisphere is going to be scorched by it. Everyone will see that I, the Lord, have kindled it and it will not be quenched. It will not be quenched. This okay. outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to start here in Cape Town. The Lord had me write the book and he led me through the two-week fast. Not 40-day fast, a two-week fast that changed my life. A two-week fast, he had uh, uh, me find out about uh, um, the fire prophecies in South Africa. Right. And the one was told to me when I was a child, and I verified it. I verify everything. Everything has to be verified. And then also, before I do anything, Helen, this is very important for Christians out there. Jesus said a matter is established by two or three witnesses. Before the Lord has me do anything, he has to verify it to me by two or three witnesses. Otherwise, I won't do it. I won't do it. If it's only one witness, uh, I won't do it. Because too many times in the past, I've taken that one witness, done something, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't okay. burn out. Okay. So Fine. anyway, the Lord brought me to three men that had uh, visions. Uh, Geschwind, he had a burning candle vision. He led me to uh, uh, Danny Fisher who had a burning matchstick vision, and he led me to Ralecholela. Ralecholela is a, a Sisutu, and he's an evangelist in Verenigen, um, uh, at the deer, the door. Okay, I said before you, open door. Okay, the deer. Uh, that was funny to me that he, he, uh, it was at the door, because the Lord's call on my life was, I've said before you, an open door. Mm. And uh, Ralecholela had a vision here in Cape Town. All the men had visions here in Cape Town. The, the candle, the burning matchstick, and he had a, uh, the ring of fire, the ring of fire. And uh, it's all listed in there. The book is also available, or you can read a synopsis of the book on Gateway News. Okay, now I just want to have these details now. Yes. If you want people to contact you, you must give out your phone number. Yes. Okay, what is your phone number, Des? 072. 072. 013. 013. 2420. 2420. If you're calling call international, it is plus 2772-013-2420. Okay. Let me just repeat it for South Africans. 072-013-2420. Okay. Now, if they want to get hold of the book, what's the book called? The book is called Write the Vision. W-R-I-T-E. Write the vision. Okay, write, write the, the vision. vision. Okay. It's not available in bookstores. You can only download it. It is free. You okay. can always, if you're on WhatsApp, you can put my phone number in there. You can contact me and say, please send me the book. Mm. And then I will send you the book. I will also, or I'll send you a link of the book in Gateway News. And then once you've read the synopsis or the uh, uh, Alf James did a, uh, the late Alf James, he did a synopsis of the book. And then at mm. the end, he puts there where you can download the book. Mm. I also want you to know that there are three witnesses. The Lord led me to Geschwent. Then he led me to Danny Fisher. Um, Geschwent was Europe. Danny Fisher, the Americas. 
and Rolekholela, uh, um, the Af Africa. The continents were represented. So uh, he led me to that. By two or three witnesses, the matter is established. This book has come to pass. The, the, um, <laughs> I could tell you a lot more. Well, it's exciting, and it's a pity we've come to the end. So I just want people, listen, um, Des is such an exciting person, and he's got such a wonderful, excited spirit for the Lord. I want you to contact him and invite him to your church because it's really quite exciting. Just hear the hallelujahs that are coming. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to I'm going to give your number again. Des. Okay. Okay. It's zero seven two zero one three two four two zero. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now I would like to bless everybody out there with this idea of the book. If the book is, is free, free, there's nothing stopping you, and, no you'll, and you'll learn what God wants you to do. So, Des, thank you so much for coming in. You're a blessing. Thank you. Okay. There's one more thing I would like to share. The three phases have come to pass. I am now living in Cape Town. Okay. The Lord has brought me to Cape Town, and the greatest harvest is already starting but it's going to be a huge catalyst. It's going to be a tsunami of the Spirit. It's going to send the churches scrambling. Just like COVID-19, I would like to touch something on COVID-19. In the book, I said, The pastors and denominational leaders, prepare your people for harvest. Set a framework in action so that when the visitation of God manifests in Africa, you will be prepared for the tsunami of the Spirit of God to cascade upon your shores. And finally, remember the focus is souls, not bigger organizations or churches. This move is going to believe, I believe, the formation of house churches across the world. Expand your leadership and train the workers. Constantly be in contact with the Lord of the harvest and he will direct your path. Yeah. Waiting on the Lord is the right thing to do. The pastors never listened. The ones that read the book, they never listened. They never planted churches. Others did. Atbosov and many others have done it and kept them. Some have just kept the status quo of maybe one or two little house churches. But I want to tell you this. God decided COVID-19 needs to be introduced, and he allowed that to happen. And it shut down the churches worldwide. And pastors, you were scrambling. You had to go in and get yourselves organized on Facebook, on all the social programs out there, so that you could keep in contact with the sheep. You need to keep those going. You need to develop it because this harvest is so big. Your churches will not be big enough to harness them. The stadiums that were built here for soccer in, in 2010, those weren't built for soccer. They were built for the glory of God and they are going to be packed. The nations are going to freak out when they see the, the church of Jesus Christ stand up and be counted. People, uh, people that are religious will be carried out of the churches dead because they are lying against the Holy Spirit as it was in the book of Acts. We are going back like the Jews will tell you or the Hebrews will tell you. The chaisma, what was in the beginning, will be at the end. We are there. We are being persecuted. Pastors have been thrown in prison around the world. And it will start here. And it is starting, my brothers and sisters. We need to stand up. We need to be counted. And we need to stand in the glory and the honor of the Most High God so that these radio stations will burn with fire, that they will be giving reports and the 
the principalities and the powers will not be able to stand against this be the, the, the church. It will send a great fear through the church and through the nations and through the politicians that they will come to the Lord. This is a powerful move of God and God is about to do something new. It's not an old wineskin. The old wineskin will burst because this is new and it is powerful and God is about to do it himself. He will do it and he's coming to harvest like the Missouri farmer says, God isn't coming back for a crop failure like many of you preaching. They're coming back for a harvest. And I'm telling you now, you better be ready because when those nets go down, you're going to have to pull every family church. That is all the different churches across this nation. doesn't matter if it's Catholic to Methodist, etc. They're going to have to pull those boats in to bring the harvest in because it is huge. It is big and it's about to happen here in South Africa, Cape Town, and it's going to affect the entire world of the Lord. The roar of the lion will go forth and the blood of the lamb will flow from north to south and the fire of the Holy Spirit will be endued on everyone. You will burn, baby, you will burn for the glory of God. And then the rapture. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. CCFM 107.5